The next train to Tangent City departs in one minute. This is an unlimited service that may stop at reviews, spoilers, and swearing. Passengers traveling with young or conservative travel companions are reminded to read the show description before embarking on any journey to Tangent City. We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wajuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. G'day and welcome to Tangent City. Uh, we're, we're doing a uh, like a straight intro like on this show. We're not uh, we're not going to be doing the, not doing the usual like waffle and then all of us I go oh it's actually a podcast. <laughs> there was, there was a it. vote for a theme song. Can we have a bit of theme yeah. song? Spider Man, Spider Man does whatever a Spider Man can. <laughs> spider Pig. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Spider Ham's actually getting like a little bit of like recognition now. <laughs> I know it was. He's, bit, he's like known before it was. It was pretty much. Uh, just like geeks like me who knew about Spider Ham. Uh, yeah, I don't know where Spider Ham came from at all. I just know him from Spider Verse. Well, he was he had his own comic and everything. Peter Porker, the um, amazing Spider Ham. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was something invented on um, the Simpsons because there's a thing where there's a pig like on the ceiling. Yeah, he did Spider Pig, but he was like at home was holding the pig up to the ceiling, uh, yeah. yeah, and then going Spider Pig, Spider Pig, and yeah, yeah. That's so. literally all I knew it from until yeah. I saw uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Yeah. So. But did you know that mm. Spider-Man can spin a web any size and catches thieves just like flies? Really? Oh. Did you know that? Um, Watch out. I didn't because I didn't know the entire song, <laughs> especially since I, I didn't even sing the proper intro properly. I don't really know how it goes. But anyway, it's all good. But, yeah, I, I, I guess the uh, what we're going to be talking about <laughs> Oh, wait a minute, don't introduce us. So I'm Lewis. Oh, that squeak was not a squeaky pig. Yeah. That was a squeaky dog. Squeaky dog. Uh, I, I, that was Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Across from me is Kat and next to me is, is Rachel. And, uh, Hello. <laughs> I love how he has to describe where we're sitting, like it really matters. Well, it, people I, like to imagine. Coming through your left microphone. Because <laughs> 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 some people could be like, you know, it's, you know with the... Um, uh, uh, no such thing as a fish. They they always say where they're they're kind of coming from, and usually it's uh, undisclosed locations in in the UK. Well, so, yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> what the frack does it matter? I'm disclosing where our locations are. <laughs> well, sometimes I listen to podcasts and like uh, coming from you from the morning, and that's how I feel like I need to introduce that this is Rachel's morning voice. Yeah, Rachel's and Rachel's still- struggle town. <laughs> I'm st- I'm not a morning person. It's not even that early for reals. We, we know that because we used to go to the oh, Luna yeah, movies yeah, with yeah. you, and it'd just be like you just sit there and you just Very nurse quiet. a coffee hi. and just like <laughs> no no no. We're lucky if we got a high. <laughs> Cecilia's the same. No, I mean, Cecilia we're not, fakes it. <laughs> we're not morning or evening people, are we? No, <laughs> we're yeah, that's middle true. of the day people. Yeah. Whereas I'm kind of both morning and and evening, unless I've been woken up at two thirty in the morning by a freaking alarm going off. But anyway, um, but we're actually coming to you live from spring break, as I like to call it, during summer. So we've got the day of reprieve. Oh, it's a bit cooler today. Yes, it is. Mm. We're only going to be hitting the mid twenties, and after hitting pretty much forty for ages, it's like yes. Yeah, no I- air conditioning. All my solar panel energy is going to be going back into the grid. <laughs> um, I keep uh, having those memes pop up on my phone about you know how hot it is in Perth. Like I'm not saying it's hot in Perth, but um, a hobbit just threw a, a ring into my front that, yard. Yeah, that sort of stuff. It's been legit. Um, yeah. 
pretty full on. Yeah. But we, anyway. We must apologize for not uh, putting a tent city out there for a little while, but uh, hopefully we're going to, we're rectifying that with a couple that are coming out uh, in short order, which is good. Yeah, well, it's been busy, hasn't it? End it, of year. It has. It always yeah. gets a bit hectic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. If you don't like it, send your complaints to Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> send your complaints to me because I know I've been missing, I've been MIA for about six months. So, for no particular reason, just needed a break. So, so mm. Spider Man into the homeland. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, like, why do they have to make all the titles so similar? Well, why I- do they all have to sp- start with Spider Man? <laughs> we know we're going to, like, the dude in the red costume on the front really indicates that it's Spider Man already. You, you gotta have the little intro bit, Spider Man, and then the two little dots. What's that called? A colon. A colon, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's morning. Just I think we need a colonoscopy on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Mix it up a little bit. Oh, that'd wake me up. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. We'll put <laughs> you to sleep. They like to sedate you first. Oh, that's generally. true. Yeah. That's true. Because the only real superhero film that's kind of deviated from that that uh, concept of you know the character and then uh. whatever afterward is Batman. Uh-huh. You had you know <clears throat> Batman Begins, but then the second one was The Dark Knight. And then the and that's why we love Christopher Nolan. Yeah, but hmm. uh, yeah, I, I think because and that's why he had to be kicked off Harry Potter because <laughs> he was trying what? to mix it up a little bit. He was on. He did Harry Potter stuff. No. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was like, <laughs> what did I miss? Can you imagine that? Oh my <laughs> That'd god, be some dark. Like, stuff. I mean, Prisoner of Azkaban was pretty dark as it was. But yeah. could you imagine if he came in? Oh, tangent. Um, did you go yes. watch the? Yeah, wasn't it just? annoying how it went in and out of oh no it wouldn't have been annoying on a normal tv screen yeah um the ah. different the different widths so the projector because we were like oh watch it upstairs yeah, yeah and yeah. the projector was just like freaking out all over the place oh yeah see i didn't have that issue and we're talking about the um harry potter um 20th anniversary 20th anniversary did you cry or was it just me um, I had a few teary moments. The only thing that I thought was really sad was when I realised that they were referring to Helen McCrory because I keep on forgetting mm. that she was in there because she was so in character. Yeah, yeah. That you kind of forget that she was Narcissa, was that yeah. her character? Yeah. yeah. And so it was just like, oh. And Tom Felton, like, trying not to cry. No. Like, oh, baby, it's okay. Yeah, but you imagine, like, they spent a lot of time on screen together, so yeah. it's pretty full on, like, yeah. losing someone like that. Yeah. Just losing his character's mum, I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I guess it's just a little bit sadder as well because it's, like, so many of those, like, those big hitters that mm-hmm. we've lost yeah. were in Harry Potter. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yes, I mostly was tears. thinking about um, Alan Rickman. Yeah. Halfway through, I'm like, oh, no. This could be no Alan Rickman because he's dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, when yeah. Emma was crying with Rupert and mm. she's like, "I love you, I love you too," <laughs> just as friends, <laughs> just as friends. Let's be clear. Anyway, Spider Man. Yeah. Yes, Tom Holland, another kid actor. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's he, he's doing doing so well. Um, he's only twenty five. He's a baby. He looks younger he's though. Baby, I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the. Yeah, Spider. So the, the the homecoming. I wonder if they always intended to have home in all. Yeah, the titles I don't know. I, I think that's what really annoys me about those titles. Or, or if it was just a you know that first one was called Homecoming. So then they said, oh, maybe we'll just keep the convention going. I like it. I like it. Homecoming. 
long far way from home. far from home. Yeah. I always get I that got one it right. Uh, and no way home. Mm. So no way home. Um, do you want to kick off the synopsis? I mean, people listening know because it's a spoiler cast. Yes. We should have got the spoil bell. Apologies. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding. <laughs> a diggity ding, yeah. ding. Um, so, yeah. So, everything we're going to be talking about this film in uh, in great detail. So, don't uh, – if you haven't seen it, then go and see it. Then come and listen to this afterwards. Yeah, why are you listening to this yeah. seriously if you've not watched it? Because yeah, um, we're going to spoil everything. So, it's the 9th of January 2022 as we record. Mm. Why haven't you watched it? I'm, I'm. I feel bad. I've only watched it once. I, I really Me was too. hoping to watch it uh, more times. Yes. Uh, but unfortunately, we had a dog incident that uh, required us to be at home looking after our dog, so we didn't get a chance to go out to cinema as much as we wanted to. Hmm. Hmm. But uh, yeah, so Spider-Man: uh, No Way Home uh, follows on from Spider-Man: Far From Home, uh, and that big reveal at the end from J. Jonah Jameson that Spider-Man is indeed Peter Parker. Like, why would he do that? How much does he hate Spider-Man? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but also, uh, it was kind of falsely revealed that Spider-Man also killed Mysterio as well, mm. which it kind of, to me, it, I was thinking, is there going to be a big, you know, court case in this film? Like, is that what the, the crux of it was going to be? Is Spider-Man, like, you know, Getting his innocence back and all that kind of stuff, um, but really don't they don't really cover off on that very much. It's kind of like they just go, yeah, yeah, nah, nah, it's not real. They did sort of have like, didn't the FBI pr- bring all three of them in? Mm. They did that bit, yeah, the, the questioning bit. Yeah. There was a lot going on in this movie um, because you had uh, all of them trying to get into MIT, was it? Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got the the university thing uh, happening, and they're all getting letters back going, "Nah, you're mates with um, Peter Parker, so nah, we don't want you." Mm-hmm. Um, so you got that storyline, then you had the FBI thing, and then you've got Happy and and the auntie having their issues, and then you've got. That, that annoyed I feel like there me. was a lot of stuff in uh. here. And so um, I liked the majority of it, but I think that they could have cut some of the stuff out. So, but I anyway. Think, yeah. I think given that they were going to kill May off, I I think that they didn't need to do the Happy May thing. Well, yeah, wouldn't because have- he still, like, obviously had feelings for her, so he still mourned her. Hmm. And so it just seemed completely unnecessary. Wouldn't I think had- it was the – oh, sorry, we keep interrupting you. <laughs> wouldn't have had more res- resonance if they'd actually kept them together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not. I don't know whether it would necessarily had more resonance, but it would have just, like, it was just unnecessary. I hmm. think they were trying to bring some levity because there was a lot of darkness in this film. So I think those moments where, you know, Happy's being the obsessed ex, uh, ex-boyfriend uh. maybe uh, makes you laugh a little bit. And, I mean, we had to laugh during this movie because, yeah, dark stuff. Yeah, I get that. But I also think that he could have just done like the over-the-top stepdad kind of thing and that would have been just as effective mm-hmm. because it's John Favreau. Like, he can pull anything off. Yeah. So... I don't know. I just I feel like it was probably like you said there was a lot going on in that first bit. If they could have just concentrated on the MIT applications and then obviously you had the stuff with Mysterio um so Peter Parker being linked to Mysterio's death and then you can and the reveal obviously as well. It could have just narrowed everything down a little bit. Mm. 
Because then you had like those weird moments at the school as well where the teachers were trying to like yeah, rally around. Yeah, I did not and, like that. And it was just everything felt a little bit um, like wedged in. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we I, better cover this and we better hmm. cover that. But I think they were trying to show the two sides of of uh, his like people accepting him being Spider Man and other people, you know, being against him as Spider Man. Mm. Yeah, I think they really just wanted to show those two sides. And then particularly, so he still had supporters. Yeah, yeah. Particularly at the school, we had like two of the teachers were like really supportive of him, and one of them was like, "Nah, nah, you're a murderer." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. That, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Shall we move into like spoilery yeah, let's stuff? Let's get away from the awkward teenager. And <laughs> it, it, I have to say, it was pretty freaking awesome to see it with the audience that we saw it with. And I, I'm hoping that um, a lot of other people who went and saw it had the same experience, where certain things happened on screen and everyone applauded. Um, so. We saw in the trailer all of the bad guys or some of the bad guys from previous Spider-Mans. Mm. So there was always um, the thought that hopefully we would see Tobey Maguire and and Andrew Garfield. So we were all like hanging out to see what was going to happen there. But the first one was <laughs> um, none other than the blind lawyer from Hell's Kitchen. Oh, so yeah, yeah. When that happened, that was that first strong round of applause and it was just like everyone's just like, yes, this is fucking great. Yeah. It was nuts. I'd, I've never been in a cinema where people have applauded like that for mm. a character appearing on screen. That's why I want to watch the uh, the movie again is because the applause and the reaction was so great. I kind of missed some of the, uh, the dialogue. Ah, oh, <laughs> so um, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield snuck into a first screening, audience screening, um, and they, you know, got to hear everyone applauding and getting excited for, mm. for them being on screen. So that would have been pretty awesome mm. for them. That would have, especially because in particular Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, by the third one, everyone was just like going, dude, what was that? Why are you tap dancing on tables and wearing your hair all black? See, now I haven't seen that one, but now that makes like certain stuff in Spider-Verse make sense because mm. he had – and I also did this. We try to forget about that and it's the bit where he's all like dancing mm-hmm. and shit. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you've got to see that one just to realise – how they fucked it up, basically. And I never saw the Amazing Spider-Man with what? Um, the one with uh, Andrew, Andrew Garfield. Garfield. Yeah, I didn't see either of them. Wow, how? Um, timing by choice, I think. Huh? But you were dead keen to see this one. Oh yeah, because it's Tom Holland. Huh? Uh, I just never have never been a massive fan of Spider-Man until Tom Holland right. because when I saw the original Toby, well, when I saw the Tobey Maguire one, I thought, yeah, it's all right, but I just never really got into it that much. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but that's why Andrew Garfield was such a great addition to that character, or, you know, portraying that character is because he did have that really, really boyish charm, but he did the comedy a little bit better mm. as well. Like his – like, well, you know, how broad his acting skills are yeah. and the things that he's appeared in it just means that he can bring so much gravitas to what he um, what he does on screen, but he can also be just this goofy kid. Mm. And even, like, he kind of even pulled it off now. And how old would he be now? He must be, like, mid-30s. Yeah, I'd say so. I think yeah. he's about 
four or five years younger than me. I'm not mm. sure. But that's the thing that really got me with um, that particular one. And I was quite happy with The Amazing Spider-Man. And then when they decided to do this reboot, I'm like going, oh, why aren't we getting more of Andrew Garfield? Because he was really good because we only got two, didn't we, yep. from him? He is 38. Oh, there you go. He's the age of my husband. Or- okay. Hmm. And so does he do boyish charm too? Rather tough the situation. He, he's definitely immature sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's the thing that kind of got me is that we didn't get a third one from Andrew Garfield because I think that was probably around the time where the third one would have been, you know, thinking about mm, production mm. would have been around the time where Marvel was really bringing things back in house and there was probably a little bit of like argy bargy between Sony and, well, you'd imagine there would have mm. been some argy bargy between Sony and um and marvel in terms of the rights and who should be making the next film because what year did the second amazing spider-man uh, come 2014 out? i just had a look at that and then so we were well and truly into the mcu oh, yeah. by that yeah. stage and so they were probably wanting to bring the character over to the mcu well because i think the first time we saw spider-man was it in civil war yeah. correct so and that came out in 2016 yeah so, so that would have been timing yeah. wise would have been probably a factor in not getting a third andrew garfield movie but yeah you should definitely check those out because just his portrayal of that character was amazing and it was kind of a nice refresh. <laughs> amazing. Sorry. <laughs> I know. Um, You're amazing. You're amazing. amazing. Oh, just the whole. Some so, of the comedy stuff with the three of them. Yeah. So freaking good. That first scene actually when um, – oh, what's his mate's name? I've forgotten. Ned. Ned. When Ned's like opening the portal and they're like, hey, oh, there he is. There's Tom – no, not Tom. Uh, there's there's our Peter and he comes through, takes this thing off and it's – was it Andrew Garfield yep. the first mm-hmm. time? Yeah, and then they did it again and it was Tobey Maguire. But some of the comedy um, that happens because of the three of them, there's so many quotable lines like – and, I mean, the thing with Tobey Maguire's um, Spider-Man being like, oh, my back, because there's all the jokes about him pl- being too old to play Spider-Man mm. and then um, – and he also had uh, back issues initially, which meant he might not have got to play Spider-Man. And so they were playing off that real Oh, I issue. didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, as well ah. as the age. Yeah. And, but that was kind of cool that you had that whole thing of like uh, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man and um, and – his Spider-Man just like really getting into the, oh, so have you tried this stretch? Oh, can I help yeah. you crack your back? Yeah, yeah that <laughs> like, was, was really so good. Little and um, then, team building exercise. And then Andrew Garfield doubting himself and so Tobey Maguire's like, you're amazing, you're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and it just just got more hilarious the longer it went. So and, and the weird like, what am, you shoot the stuff out of your oh. wrists? Organic what? webs, yeah, it, yeah. How does that even work? I don't know. <laughs> and was it Tom Holland, Spider-Man, that turns around and says, so does it come from anywhere else? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then there's one part where one of them goes through his web and they're like, oh, gross. Mm. <laughs> mm. Like the comedy of the three of them, so good. And they did kind of do that Spider-Man pointy at each other meme thing yes, as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. In the when they're in the um, uh, lab and uh, Zendaya goes Peter and they're like, what? <laughs> uh, Peter Parker. Yeah, that doesn't still doesn't help. <laughs> we're all called Peter Parker. Uh, and then they were like, who's number one? Who's number two? Yeah. And poor old Andrew Garfield's like, I guess I'm number three. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that's oh, dear. sad. But, but I always thought, like, as far as Spider Man 
Spider-Men went, um, that Tobey Maguire played a good Peter Parker, but Andrew Garfield played a good Spider-Man. Uh, but I think Tom Holland actually is the best because he's a great, great Spider-Man and a great Peter Parker. Yeah, see, I liked Andrew Garfield's both. Yeah? Yeah, I thought he did both of them really well. Mm. But it was a different setting, I guess, as well because – that was the thing that I kind of liked is that they didn't do exactly the same story with those two. And so, mm. and then obviously with this third one, it's quite a different story because you got the involvement of the um, Avengers and stuff. Mm. But what I did like is that each of them in that sort of final scene get like a bit of a redemption moment, mm. but from stuff that they were obviously feeling really guilty about. Because I think that's part of the thing of Spider Man, isn't it, Lewis? Well, yeah. It all like the guilt. Yeah. And that's the interesting thing is like with both. Uh, Andrew Garfield and with Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, they both lost an Uncle Ben and they that was a catalyst for them having great power comes great responsibility. Whereas with Tom Holland, we'd kind of always assumed that there was an Uncle Ben, but he was never really mm. referenced. And then they basically Uncle ben Aunt May and mm. killed her. Oh, as soon as she started saying the lines, I was like, <sighs> oh, fuck, she's dying. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> And yeah, so so it was, uh, but it was really poignant because again, like uh, in the other two, in the other two versions of Spider Man, you know, they introduced you to Uncle Ben, and then within moments killed him. Yeah, so you don't really have that connection to the character. Mm. Whereas here, they've built up Aunt May over you know three films. Yeah, and we were all connected to her, and then you know she was pushing Peter to do the right thing, and by doing that, set off the catalyst for her own death. Mm. So it was really some poignant stuff that they were putting in there. So, uh, and of course, the reason that like um, she died though was because Peter was trying to, uh, you know, get his life back in order, mm. um, so that people didn't remember that Peter Parker was Spider Man, mm. which is actually something they've done in the comics before because uh, during Civil War. Iron Man convinced Peter Parker to reveal himself as Spider-Man um, because it was a whole superhero registration act, that sort of oh, thing. Right. And so the whole world ended up knowing that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. I think they did use kind of like mystical means to make everyone forget that he was Spider-Man. Right. Um, so that has been done in the comics before. Um, and uh, so in this movie, he went to Doctor Strange and said, like, I want everyone to forget I'm Spider-Man. And Doctor Strange was like, yep, no worries at all. And oh, did you notice the when Wong uh, in the trailer um, when he's explaining that he can do the spell, and Wong's like, "No, don't do that. That's stupid. Don't do that." And yeah. in the movie, it was kind of like, "You do you, mate. You do you, boo. I'm out of here." So it was like a different scene in the in the trailer to the the actual movie itself. No, oh. I didn't actually pick didn't that. Pick, I, I, I don't think I watched the trailer uh, enough. Whereas you probably studied it in yeah. depth. I feel like Wong was like against what he was doing yeah. though like uh i'm leaving because this is a bad idea mm. i think they it was seem- more like i'm too busy to deal with this because i've got like a whole network to run because wong's a source of a supreme yeah which was that that's an interesting thing because it think- was kind of cute the way that they introduced that concept as well of yeah being the source of a supreme and and like you know peter going i thought you were the source of a supreme and he was like no 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 kind of not here so yeah. um yeah it was yeah, it was interesting that they made Wong sort of supreme, but but then they did the spell. And then, as you saw in the trailer, Peter like screwed it up because he's like, "Oh, hang on, tick. I, don't, I want MJ to remember. I want Ned to remember. I want Alma to remember." And then by doing that, that it basically pulled 
at people from outside of their universe into their universe who knew that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. Mm. Um, and so that's how you end up with uh, Green Goblin, uh, Lizard, Sandman, uh, Doc Ock, um, and Electro coming into the into this world. Yeah. And also how both Peter Parkers ended up there as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, is there anyone else? The, the Venom came in uh, at the end of the movie. Venom comes in. That was just one of the cut scenes, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that, and I was so glad that mm. I'd seen. Even though I, I think the Venom one and two are kind of average, um, I I was so glad that I'd seen the second Venom and seen that cut scene at the end of Second Venom, and it made the other cut scene at, at uh, or the end of credit scene at- Yeah, it um, wouldn't have made no sense otherwise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh, it's Danny Rojas, Danny <laughs> Rojas. It's, yeah. Sorry, Ted Lasso reference. I got yeah. very excited. Yeah. And Chris is like, I didn't recognise him because he wasn't smiling. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, yeah. But, but the whole concept of Benedict Cumberbatch working with him, because obviously he is a – sorry, not Benedict Cumberbatch, sorry, Doctor Strange working with him, is that he's a really intelligent person. Like he's obviously got really, really huge capacity to understand concepts and everything like that. But like most people that are really smart, they're not people pe- persons. Mm. And so – People persons? People, people. People, people. <laughs> Some people and people. Um, but that was interesting because obviously he's dealing with a teenager. Mm. And so teenagers sometimes need a little bit of guidance and he was just like, okay, well, we'll do this. Yeah. But he doesn't set boundaries as to how this needs to go. Mm. And he lets Peter be involved because he doesn't realize like the dangers of having some, um, uh, what do you call it? Like not flippity gibbet, but like, you know, someone who's a little bit all over the place. Yeah. So with ha- him being in- involved with the spell and and you've got this character that doesn't know how to deal with people, let alone teenagers. Yeah, exactly. I thought that that was quite good because that's part of their struggle mm, as they go mm. through is you've got Doctor Strange having to deal with like how to rectify and get the, the kill switch back. Mm. <laughs> And so that he can press the button and undo everything, basically. It's oh, that was an interesting little furphy as well that they put in there. The 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 fact that like it could all get completely solved and done just by pressing this kill switch and sending everyone back to their own reality. Yeah. Um. Which, but Peter wanted the opportunity to get each of the bad guys to redeem themselves. Mm, mm. Yeah, this uh, this confused me a little bit, and I think it's probably because I haven't seen a lot of those movies either for a long time or at all. Um, so he's basically wanting to give them almost like an anti-venom, excuse the pun uh, of using venom. But is that because all of them have injected something into their bodies that have created their no, villainous? No, so um, you had um, Dr. Octavius had the chip that was wrong and so it wasn't about injecting something, it was about correcting the chip. Because the chip was kind of uh controlling him yeah right so as opposed to him so all of them have had something added to their bodies that have started to control their mind Mm. you know in a way kind of thing yeah yeah because i just felt it was a bit like you know let's fix them by i I just thought it was a bit like undoing their superpowers basically Yeah, but it's except with Doctor Octavius, where it was about removing the control that the little arms had taken over his brain and giving him control back over the arms. I have to say, I really enjoyed his journey in Mm. in this particular movie, Doc Ock's journey. 
and uh, like where he came at the end where he's like kind of like saving them. Yeah, oh, yeah. it was cool. And Sandman was, was good because Sandman's always been that kind of conflicted character. Yeah, because, I mean, he was a parent and mm. so that was part of his like thing. He was just like this ball of anger. Or like a, a million grains of anger. <laughs> <laughs> and his, his motivation was always to just like, you know, look after his, his kid mm. and, and that sort of thing. And that's he, – he was pushed into a life of crime just to try to support her. Um, but, yeah, he has been in the comics book, been a hero and stuff like that as well. And yeah. how do you fix him? Well, I mean, you really need to make sure he can become a human again because he's – at this point in time, he is just a bunch of sand. And how did he become a bunch of sand? Uh, he – because uh, he, uh, he went into this um, electric thing reactor that broke thing. him down, yeah. and it was he was in there with the the sand, and basically his molecules and the sand molecules all combined together, right? So that he can you know, uh, control. But in in the the shot in the original movie, uh, he would be able to come into human form and look and look human. Mm. Whereas in this, uh, he had obviously gone past that point and was just sand at that point. And so yeah. it was all about you know, giving him his humanity back. See, yeah, because I was a bit like you, you're turning all these villains back into good people. Is that always possible if they are at core not a good guy? Yeah, which is interesting because, like, in the comics, you know, Otto Octavius isn't controlled by his arms and he isn't a bad guy because of his technology. He's just a bad person. Yeah, so, and yeah. I mean, Green Goblin um, also, isn't he just a bad guy as well? Yep, exactly. So it, it's it but confusing not in these to stories. me. No. Yeah, and so no. that's the thing. They were using the characters that yeah. were available in the universe. I tell you what, um, Green Goblin in this particular film, he was scary. Like. Yeah. He's really scary creepy. In, the, in the original ones. Mm. And, I mean, his name is escaping me. Please Willem help Defoe. me out. Thank you. Willem Dafoe has a very menacing look in general and he, in this particular movie, he was freaking me out. Like, he was really scaring me. Well, because he did, like, the confused old man and then you had him, like, talking to the mask and mm. the mask, like, controlling him and stuff. And, yeah. And that's the thing. It's about people being controlled by external things and then you've got like the whole metaphors with the spider-man with their issues mm. because you know you had one spider-man who was all upset because he lost his mj no gwen gwen sorry and what was what was what was toby's issue what was toby's issue Apart was he just like back? the guilt of having danced on top of tables <laughs> with emo hair no i think i think his was more just uh being the wise old Spider-Man, the, yeah. the Spider-Man who'd like come to terms with his his power and his responsibility, and then having the the balance between those things. Because it was like there was a longer time between, mm. like he'd aged a little bit yeah. more, so they'd actually probably played the timeline in terms of the years that we've seen the Spider. Mm. And he was more, he was more like mentor Spider-Man. Yeah, I think. Like the wise the old was, sage. Yeah, the one that was more balanced and that sort and of thing. And didn't necessarily have the same strength and everything like that, mm. but had the capacity to sort of give a bit more guidance. Mm. And but he ultimately took a lot of the bumps, which was interesting. He, he did. I mean, and that that's the thing. He stopped, you know, um, Tom Tom Holland Spider-Man from killing. Uh, Green Norman, Goblin. Yeah, for killing Norman Osborn. And and then for doing that, he also got like, you know, almost killed himself. Uh, so I, I think- I don't know how that didn't kill him, by the way. Mm. Well, I was like, oh, well, he just died. I, I was sure he was dead. It, I think there was just, they didn't want to have too much death. They didn't want to, you know, the movie ends on a bit of a downer because 
Doctor Strange enacts that spell that makes everyone forget that Peter mm-hmm. Parker exists. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like they forget that Peter Parker's Spider-Man. They don't know who Peter Parker is. Yeah. And so there's that really heartfelt scene where MJ and Ned are in the cafe and he like comes in full intentions to say, this is who I am. This is what we were together, you know, and that sort of thing. And then just by seeing that cut on MJ's, was it on a face? I think it was. I think on her forehead, yeah. yeah. Seeing that cut on her forehead went, wow, if, if I bring her back into my life, there's a good chance that she could get hurt or killed. Yeah. And so he makes that decision to, to walk away and let them live their lives without the, the burden of, of knowing him. It's so interesting trying to figure out after the fact, like, okay, so if people don't know who Peter Parker is, what about the Avengers? Do they remember who? Like, obviously, they know Spider-Man, but yeah. then ha- they must know who's in there. Like, it just, it, it's a bit confusing. Well, I don't think, like, the uh, the Avengers, the world would know who's, there is a Spider-Man. They'd know Spider-Man, but mm-hmm. they'd have no idea who was yeah, Spider-Man. but the Avengers would they, know who no, Spider-Man was. They wouldn't know either. So if they ran but into, they'd know who Spider-Man was because he did stuff with them. Oh yeah, he knows. They know who Spider-Man is, but they don't, they don't know, know who Parker. he is. Right? Like, what yeah. his identity yeah. is. It's like even Doctor Strange doesn't know who Spider-Man is. Yeah. Yep. So, so he's it's a reset such- in that moment, mm. and that's the thing is, it's not necessarily going to go back in time. They're just not going to remember who Peter Parker is mm. at all. Yeah, he's such an interesting character, Doctor Strange, because he's kind of like arrogant. And he's kind of an a hole in some ways, <laughs> um, kind of <laughs> in many ways. Um, so it's interesting to see him towards the end of the film appear to have some feelings. Mm. So that was nice. I like that he gets beaten by maths. <laughs> Uh, I'm yes. sure there's all the math skates out there like Naomi who are just like going, yes, maths win. <laughs> Geometry. But you know, it was uh, – I think it was such a an epic film, like you know, the, the, everything they were trying to do with it. And there was yep. so much expectation as well. Mm. Like because everyone from the start was going, right, well, Toby's going to be in it, Andrew's going to be in it, you know, throwing Charlie Cox in there as well. That was awesome to have – you know, the, the daredevil, uh, from the Netflix shows come into the, the MCU mm. and they're going, yeah, this guy is daredevil. And I'm really hoping that some more of the, uh, the, the characters from the Netflix shows get to go into the MCU. Yes. <laughs> um, because I mean, obviously we've seen D'Onofrio in Hawkeye. Yeah. So that's good to know that, you know, he's there. And yeah, so he's back in and we've yeah. got, uh, but then there's that question of, you know, is the Cox and the D'Onofrio the Netflix um, versions, or are they another variant of those versions? Don't care. Yeah, like I if mean, they're playing those characters, who cares? Yeah, yeah, but they they, they do a great job. But they had Cox's thing of like the brick coming through the window and him just catching it. And mm, <laughs> just going, a good lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> it's just oh, it's, it's so good. Um, but yeah, so I think just everything they did, and I, I think that. Our expectations were met and, and and exceeded as well. So I was I was just so happy with this film. Yeah, because I guess this is the first of the Avengers movies, really, isn't it? Since Far From Home. Oh no, because we had Black Widow in between, but that was kind of like a going backwards, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. So really, we've had in terms of the MCU, in terms of Avengers movies, we've had two Spider-Man films in a row. So I guess there was a fair amount of story that it had to carry. True, true. Yeah, mm. interesting. But yeah, and I, I thought the um, the end end cut scene where it was uh, an ad for uh, the Multiverse of Madness mm-hmm. 
just really whetted your whistle for for more because uh, that's going to be insane because we're going to see yeah. variants of so many other characters. Well, I was just so excited to see the Scarlet Witch um, because WandaVision was just out of this world good and so to ha- bring her into the Doctor Strange, which you kind of knew was going to happen anyway because at the end of WandaVision you had him visiting her in that mm. little hut. So you kind of knew there was a connection there. Um I am right, aren't I? No, no. They, they no? actually they did film. Uh, they did. I don't know if they filmed it or they were going to film it. The scene where Doctor Strange visits her in her place where she's holed up, but they didn't do that. Um, they saved it for the start of the, um, the the trailer. So in the the start of the trailer, he goes and sees. Her. No, but I'd seen that already. No, what you'd seen is her up in the cabin, basically practicing that um, right. time flippy stuff yeah. where she's ah. um, uh, sorry not time flippy where she's um, astral, projecting. astral projecting and so she's multitasking where she's yeah. out the front but um, her astral self is back studying yeah mm. yeah oh, okay I've mixed those things up yeah, yeah. there's so much to absorb it's <laughs> just too much information but you're right she, she was supposed to meet him but they went with the and they they end up going mm. with instead. Yeah, and yeah. I think, and perhaps that insinuated that they had met up, and he had provided her with a book to mm. give her more skills. Who knows? Well, I'm pretty sure that was a dark hole that she was uh, the one that she took from uh, Agatha Harkness's house. Ah, yeah. okay. So maybe that's just showing some similarities between what they're doing in terms of the yeah. magics. Yeah. I kind of wish I could go back in time and not have seen WandaVision so I could watch it again. <laughs> And feel the excitement again of watching it. Yeah, I think that there was stuff that they changed, obviously, realizing that the schedules changed. And there's a lot of theorizing about that last fight scene as to how much different that that could have been. So I don't know. It's one of those things where maybe they might release a another cut of it in the future. So we might get a little bit of that joy. <laughs> it's kind of interesting though with the uh, the Marvel TV shows because the only place you get to see them is on Disney Plus. Mm. There's no Blu-ray versions where there's extra features or anything like that. Yeah, um, it's kind of annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but maybe maybe they'll do like a set of them or something maybe, like that where they yeah. do some extras because they know that the fans all enjoy those little tidbits. Definitely, little, definitely. little extras and things. Um, we haven't really talked at all about. MJ mm-hmm. and um and Ned because I thought that their characters were quite interesting in that like MJ and Ned both don't have superpowers to start with Ned discovers that he's a bit magic which I think is pretty cool because yes. you see the struggle of other people with those sling rings he puts it on and all of a sudden things are happening straight away mm-hmm. yeah. that's pretty incredible so that was really cool how powerful like because he's kind of just been the faithful friend that's yeah. just been there and just been really supportive and you know done what he can mm. within his like range which was pretty much just to be there <laughs> well he's good with computers and stuff yeah yeah like the computer stuff yeah sure but and he's great at lego but it was he was just there as like the the sturdy gotcha. friend yeah. to you know he didn't even really get to do much guy in the chair stuff did he 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 just sort of was they, there he, someone there to talk he did a little bit when by. he had the like the the camera mm. was on um, Spider Man uh, and MJ and Ned were like watching it and giving it advice and oh yeah yeah but you know for all intents and purposes yeah. not very 
useful beyond being a good friend. Mm. Um, so this is going to be really interesting and it's going to be interesting to see how powerful he gets as well. Yeah, I, I loved the scene between him and um, Doctor Strange where he's like, huh, you got that to work, did yeah. you? <laughs> okay. Interesting. Interesting. But um, MJ as well, I thought that she – kind of just still had that role of just being the the good friend kind of thing and obviously being really bright. But um, it was just nice seeing her shine in a different way and helping out the other Spider-Men. Is that what we're calling them? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Mm. I thought it was good, though. In, in the previous film, she's kind of like just been this character who was there to make sarcastic comments and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing, whereas she was a lot more involved in the, the film this time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought it was it was really good. And it'll be interesting to see, like, moving forward because, you know, clearly there's going to be more Spider-Man films. Hopefully there are going to be more Spider-Man films in the MCU and mm. uh, nothing breaks down between Sony and uh, and Marvel between films. Mm. Um but how do they? I think it's hugely profitable, so I can't mm. see that they're yeah. not going to make it work in some way. It's just that they have to profit share. Yeah, yeah. But it, it'll be interesting if do they bring Ned and MJ back into the fold? Do they, you know, maybe they introduce a Gwen Stacy into this universe? Maybe they introduce Felicia Hardy, the Black Cat, you know, to to mix things up a bit. It'll be right uh, over the head that one. That'd be good. Yeah. So I always said, oh, she's probably too old for it now. Who is the lady from Dead Like Me? Um, the blonde lady, and I always thought that um, she'd make Christina it- Applegate. Excellent. Oh no, sorry, I'm thinking about a different show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that had the title, the word "dead" in the title, didn't it? Um, dead. Are you talking about the one, the murder one? Yeah. The the running over the husband and the and Linda Cardellini. Yeah, I can't think what that's called now. But I, I, dead to me, as dead a, to me, as yeah, opposed to yeah. dead like me. Dead like me. Oh my is, goodness! Um, it has. Oh goodness! Um, you, if if people could see, it's just a myriad of people on their phones trying to <laughs> figure stuff no, out. I had Mandy Patinkin in it, and um, it was just—I don't know whether you saw it, but basically they no. are rapers, and it's it. You dig it. It's really, really good if you can try and um, get it. Like, there's two movies about death that would. Um, oh, we can talk about it because Cecilia's not here. That um, I always. Oh, two series about death that I recommend people watch. Um, one is Dead Like Me. It is just like it's amazing to watch because it's comforting but sad but funny. And yeah. it's, it's. I think it's just Mandy Patinkin, man. Like he's just a legend. And what is the other one? Um, the other one is Pushing Daisies. Oh, which see, I was hoping you were going to say Six Feet Under. Uh, six feet under is problematic, um, but why is it problematic? I think that it becomes too procedural. Mm. It's and the end was it felt a little bit. I wasn't hugely satisfied with the end. Um, who's the guy who was the big blue guy in? Um, oh, just going to pause for a minute and get the door. All right, now that the door's answered. Um, I was trying to think of the big blue guy from Guardians of the Galaxy, Ronan the Destroyer, and mm. the guy's name's Lee Pace. Anyway, Lee Pace plays the baker in um, Pushing Daisies. It was and, uh, Laura Harris was the one you were thinking of in Dead Like Me? Yeah. Yeah, I think she is uh, too old now. Too old these days. Yeah. I know, but she would have been great back in the day. She's to like this age. platinum blonde hair and just this really – Cute. She had kind of like a bit of a feline way about her, didn't she? Mm. Very graceful. I need to see a picture of her. Show me, show me, show me. <laughs> show me, show me this cute little blonde. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And she hasn't been in a lot of stuff, but she'd been in something else as well that we had watched as well, Lewis. I can't think what it is. But um, the funny thing is that – so there's a connection to the MCU in that Lee Pace was, of course, Ronan the Destroyer. Yeah. But, yes, that's the other one that I recommend that people watch because that's kind of cute and quirky. Oh, it's also got um, Kristen Chenoweth in it. I always forget that. Chenoweth always just reminds me of uh, Brenda from Six Feet Under. Really? Because that was their last name, Chenoweth. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But it would be interesting to see how they, uh, the MCU or, or Sony, if they break up for the MCU, uh, where they go next with uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man because it's – yeah, they'd leave him in a, a, a place where there's a lot of ways he could go. But I mm. guess he's got to be involved probably in Multiverse of Madness, surely you would think. You'd think because yeah. he's kind of to blame. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, that ending is so – it's kind of upsetting, you know, to have him walk away – from MJ, it was like really sad. It was like because it means so much to him, and just to think about what he's lost and has, he's kind of alone in the world now. Yeah. Spider Man is not, but Peter Parker is. Oh, so Spider Man's like Spider Man and Peter Parker, are the same person. Exactly. So, so I'm like, he's he's so alone, and it mm. made me so it's, sad. He's lost Tony. He's lost um, Aunt May. Mm. He's lost his friends now. And the Avengers aren't going to know him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I just think of the gravity of that. It's huge. Like even that, that cut scene, or not, it wasn't a cut scene, but that scene at the end where he goes to visit Aunt May's grave and um, Happy's there and there's just no acknowledgement whatsoever. But he doesn't really move to, like, say anything beyond, like, they kind of just recognise how they each knew her and mm. that was it. And it was just... It was like him accepting that that was what his life was going to be. It was mm. just like, oh, dude, that's yeah, heartbreaking. It is. It's hard. Anyway, um, we'll wrap it up. But I didn't want to finish the show without mentioning um, the other really hilarious moment where um, Tom Holland Spider-Man says, I was part of the Avengers. And Tobey Maguire's like, oh, my God, that's so cool. What's the Avengers? Yeah. <laughs> and then Andrew Garfield's like, is it a band? Are you in a band? <laughs> I mean, there's so much comedy in this film um, and it is thankfully there because the rest of it's pretty dark. Mm. It's, yeah, it's funny though. You don't come out of it. I don't think you come out of it depressed though. No, no. Yeah, yeah. You can't come out of it feeling that was a great film. <laughs> yeah. One final question. How did you feel about this Statue of Liberty's um, little makeover? Well, oh, yeah, that was funny. I yeah. don't think it was going to be a permanent makeover. Um, but, yeah, the, the idea of having her holding aloft Captain America's shield, I thought that was pretty sweet. Yeah. I thought it was a bit tacky. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was a bit tacky too. But it's a world where people listen to J.K. Simmons or what's his name? J.J. J. J. Jonah Jameson. J. Jonah Jameson. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you are in a um, uh, a world where uh, like the number one musical is uh, Rogers the Musical as well. So true. Oh, and that was one thing that um, didn't end up coming up in Hawkeye. I was expecting a little bit of crossover between Spider Man and Hawkeye because I swear there's a scene where it's Christmas in yeah. New York, and that's why one of the other reasons that we're going to have to watch it again because I really swore that. Um, there was an opportunity for a bit of crossover there. I think you're right because he, he um, produces his new suit, which mm-hmm. is like a, a fabric 
suit, very close to the original Spider-Man suit. And then he goes swinging through New York at Christmas time. Mm. And then you see the, the banner for um, uh, Rogers the Musical. Mm. And so I thought, oh, maybe we're ah. going to see a little bit of crossover in like, some of the final episodes of yeah. Hawkeye. And no, Hawkeye and, um, and Spider-Man were not to cross paths. It, it's funny. When, when we're watching Spider-Man, um, I turned to Chris when he swung past the Christmas tree. I'm like, it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> I was so excited. I'm like, well, it's coming out at Christmas time. And yeah, yeah. now I can watch it at so Christmas time. How and many be Christmas, like, it's a Christmas movies movie. have we got now from the MCU? Because obviously there's Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. Is this it? Pretty much, I think. Yeah. Just two. Yeah. Lame. And then all, Hawkeye is all Christmas, so you know you can include that in there as well. Watch it every Christmas. Man, I really, really need to watch Hawkeye. The you more do. I hear um, about it, the more yeah. I sound like a, it's. You've right seen up my Black alley. Widow, haven't you? I haven't seen Black okay, Widow. Okay, you need to see that first. Okay, fine. Yeah, you need to catch up on some movies. I know. I haven't watched all of Loki. I've only watched two episodes. Um, yeah, I know. I've. <laughs> I know. Uh, and well, just because um, that's the um, the Time Authority kind of addresses some of the multiverse. Multi- Multiversy stuff. stuff. So, yeah, yeah. you're going to have to. I know. It's, just- the thing is, is because I, I always want to watch it with Chris and he's always playing games. So, I'm just going to have to accept the fact that I'm going to have to watch these by myself yeah. and he's just going to have to suck it up. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. If you're not going to sit with me and watch them, you're going to miss out. Absolutely. Priorities. Mm. Yep. yep. Are okay. we good? Yep. I think we are good. Well, should we say goodbye? And <laughs> no, I was yeah, about to say goodbye. And it was like Lewis was just like about to say something so he gets this like. No, but you know what it was? I'm like, is this it? Yeah, yeah I guess this is it. And then it just gets left there. It's like, you know, when you watch a movie uh, and someone's on the phone and no- nobody on the phone in movies says goodbye. They just finish their conversation. It's like. Say goodbye, you rude bastard. <laughs> I've never noticed that. I have to pay How have attention. you not noticed that? It annoys me so much. It's a proper trope. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by the gentlemen of pop culture.